Hey everybody, welcome to the No Distance Podcast, where it's all about seeking the Lord who isn't far from any one of us. I'm your co-host, Michael Pulliam. And I'm your other co-host, Brittany Pulliam, and together we co-chair the youth ministry at Christ Temple Apostolic Faith Church in Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we're going casual today. We're actually recording this before we go out to ride bikes, so that might work out gear in play full workout girl i know you talking about <laughs> going up that hill girls no joke going down the hill see that's what's different about you and me i freak out going down the hill i don't freak out i'm there. afraid I going down dislike, the hill dislike going up the hill because it's hard work i don't mind going up the hill it's like coming down in the well, wind I must be fatter than you and not way down <laughs> too much because it's hard for me getting up that hill i think me and my bike probably pretty close to the same weight Okay. If that, that bike's probably like 85 pounds, which would make me right. So anyway, so we're getting ready to do a little bit of working out and it kind of matches what I wanted to talk about. So here's what happened. I had a conversation with one of the young people at our church and they asked me to pray for them. And so I was like between, I like, I decided to call them and pray for them right before I took a nap I was tired y'all I'm just trying to be completely honest I was really tired and um I was like Lord you know give me what to do what to say because they asked for prayer and I'm all about praying right and um the Lord was like well do Psalm 91 pray Psalm 91 and I was like cool I know that let's do that and so I prayed with them and afterwards you know they're like that was really powerful what's going like what was that kind of because I told them like I'm gonna be praying from Psalm 91 and they wanted to know like what it was and they're like okay I I had the scripture open I'm trying to follow with you but like it was different and I couldn't follow and so I was explaining to them how I went about it you know praying that scripture in that way and then later in the conversation I told them like well there are two tactics of praying the word of God that I know There could be more, but the two that I know is praying from memory or reciting, like reciting verses after verse after verse after verse. And then the other way is using the scripture as a template to pray. So um, one of the books that we were going through that had Psalm 91, where it talks about from Psalm 91 and it's saying, you know, Lord, I thank you that uh, my house all dwell under the shadow of the almighty. Mm -hmm. So that's using the scripture as a template where the other version is the way that like I'm most familiar with and growing up in church is like, and God, you said in such and such and such and such, if we call the mountain to move, it'll jump in the sea. And you said in such and such and such and such, like naming all black. Why is it so black? I don't know, but it is. (laughs) But those, those are the two ways of praying the scripture that I know of. And I, I was really upfront with the young person. I told them, you know, reciting the scriptures back to back can either take a lot of time. Well, no, I just straight up told them it can take a lot of time, but it doesn't have to actually. Right. Because for me, it's like, I've been going to church my whole life. We're going on, you know, more than two decades of doing that. 
And so there's a lot of scripture that I have memory of, even if I can't recite it verbatim. Right. So it's kind of easy if I'm really in the spirit, because the Holy Ghost will bring to your remembrance. A lot of scriptures come to mind and, you know, using that to build a case for why, you know, you know, using that to build a case of faith in the presence of God and also in petition for him to do something for me. But I don't think a lot of people know about the using scripture as a template for prayer. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit more. But first, um, just plainly, do you have a plan for how you pray? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, of course, it's depending on the prayer, but um, if it's my, let's say I ask, it's my morning prayer. Um, usually the goals, um, first, the plan is, of course, thank God for waking me up. That's, you know, my plan for every prayer is to open up with thanks and praise that God is so good for my, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually it's just what the most, it could be what God is already dealing with me on. So I pray about that. Like, Lord, um, today I, Need some strength in my body. Let's say I was really tired or didn't gotcha, feel well. Gotcha. So the first yeah. thing that you need. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I won't say it's always need. It could be. It could be a need, but um, or it could be like, Lord, you told me this yesterday, so I need. Uh, I'm trying to do that, so I'm seeking okay, you, okay. Lord, to to help me do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say it's not always a need, uh, and then kind of. Um, Praying, praying for you, and praying that our day goes well and stuff like that. That's usually how my morning prayer kind of goes, and it's more of a acknowledging God and um, asking God to keep us in that day. Okay. Do you do you ever or when you do um, describe how you use scripture in your prayers? Repeat. Describe how you use scripture. Oh, 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 okay. That's the right question. Thank you, Lord. Um, because you said, "Do you something?" Then I was like, "Yeah, I was like, I don't really want to ask. Do you? I don't really want to ask when you. I want. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I got you. Um, how do I use scripture? Again, it's probably more or less uh what the thing I'm praying about is. But uh, if it's a prayer for healing, I usually um revert to you "No, know, by your stripes we are healed." Most people go to that one um, or uh, how if we obey him in our healing um, that we will be healed. Like uh, how Elisha told the, um, uh, what's the name? Naaman? Naaman to go dip in the water seven times. Gotcha. Uh, it okay. heal. So his, it wasn't just that he went to the man of God to get healed, but his obedience got him healed too. So in our obedience and our reverence for who God is, we get healing. And um and then he doesn't go back on his word. So if if he says, um, get prayer from the elders for healing and uh, spiritual uh, spiritual healing as well, uh and you do that and you will receive that if one first you have to have the faith that, you know, what you're about to apply, you can't just go haphazardly. Well, the Bible kind of says, no, you have to have the faith that what you're about to go do will work for you. And then um, then once it's done, 
um, having faith that it is done, that it is over, and you are healed, however, the way you needed God to heal you. Is healing the only place where you use scripture in your prayers? No. <clears throat> no. Uh, you have another example, just just another example. example, just for example's sake. Oh, okay. Um, well, provision. Um, my favorite one is, um, I won't go, but if it's about me going hungry mainly, it's mm-hmm. like I, I won't surely go hungry because if the birds can eat and there's water for flowers and you know God takes care of all this other stuff. Surely he can find me a morsel of bread to eat somewhere. Surely I will be fed. Surely, surely, surely I will not go without sustenance. So So it sounds like your plan and your tactic for using the scriptures in prayer boils down to being recitation a little bit. But then also, especially when you're talking about Naaman and his healing Mm -hmm. and the birds being fed, that that's more... Um, the principle of the verse or the principle of the mm-hmm. story, like the bottom line isn't that Naaman was in the dirty water. The bottom line is that he was obedient mm-hmm. to whatever it was that the man of God told him to do. And that's how he was able to mm-hmm. obtain his healing. That's pretty good. I like both of those. Oh, I do. Um, so then like the only other thing I've told you my two tactics, but mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more or actually walk you guys through Um, praying the scriptures in those two ways that I said now um, in a teaching setting I'm just going to use a good concordance right here okay for one tactic and that's the reciting tactic and the reason why you don't have to memorize a lot of scriptures to do this and I've done it before is you can actually write a prayer ahead of time okay that's not hard or you can like you can prepare to pray a prayer that's reciting and when you're looking at prayers that are reciting you really want to look at like prayers um that relate to your situation or relate to what it is you're trying to get from the lord or what it is you're trying to give to god and then you also want to look at um scriptures that do that in correct context. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking at a concordance because it's got verses right next to each other because I could not find the other prayer that I made. I probably could if I really looked for it. But um, for those who don't know what a concordance is exactly, yeah, yeah, uh, explain that. Well, um, okay. it's basically yeah. for the, the most basic of terms. Uh, for those who don't read the Bible and things of that nature, you need time. to start reading the Bible. You need to start reading the Bible. But uh, for anybody that just you know came through, basically it's a book about a book filled with filled with books. filled with every single word in said book. Right. So anytime the word, let's say for sake, uh, the every time the word the is used in the book, this book will have. <clears throat> The and every chapter, line, verse, where it's at in the Bible, and you can go find it. So every time the word prayer is used in the Bible, uh, you can find it through this. And this is called the exhaustive. So that means it like probably every single word, right? Mm-hmm. Every single word that is in the Bible can be found with a concordance, exhaustive concordance. And you can look it up and find it. And it's just, I guess it's an easier way to like 
let's say you have a thought and you're like, okay, what scriptures are on prayer? You use this to get there and find the multiple scriptures that are on prayer. Okay, I found some, I found the prayers that I've prepared for. Okay. Um <clears throat> and this is a young adults podcast, right? Yes, ma'am, young adults. Okay. So there's a couple of them. So one of them was a prayer against fear. Okay. And the other one was a prayer against pornography and sexual immorality. Okay. All right. So um and they kind of they both work the same way, but the thing that I like about the prayer against pornography and sexual immorality is that it's written out a little more verbatim. So we'll post this somewhere so that you guys can find it. Now, a question. This Answer. is not about this is your this is your prayer. This is a prayer. Okay, this is your prayer. Okay. And you don't have to rehearse a prayer to the point where it's like, oh no, I missed a word. Like, no, still pray from the heart. I can prepare speaking points to talk to my husband. And it's like, if I'm standing here with cards and I'm like, and this, this, and the other, like, I don't know. He'll probably look at me crazy like Brittany. And he'll probably tell me I'm going on for too long. He's like, I understood it after the third sentence. <laughs> you really don't need to keep talking, right? But I am uh, like that. I don't say it out loud. But for I know most it. people, but I'm like <laughs> after the third time, really after the first half, but no, not like the first time I got it. Okay, after and then you try to go into it a second time, halfway through that second time, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, I understood the first time. Just trying to say, so I give you guys a couple snippets of this. Um, so probably starting out your prayers, you normally would giving thanks, acknowledging God. Um, whatever surrender or repentance you need to do, go for it. And this one is more, uh, what's the word? When you're praying for somebody else. Not it's more when you're praying for somebody intercession. else. Intercession. It's more of an intercession. It's written more like intercession, but with a couple changes, it can be applied to yourself easily. And there is no judgment, right? Um, but it starts off. With Matthew 5, 28, Jesus said, but I say unto you that whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Um, James 1, 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust, lust and enticed. And also the scripture says, then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. God, we know that sin cannot satisfy our soul. Committing sin is terrible. The committing sin sucks the life out of us as we chase after pleasure which sin cannot provide like isaiah said something i think i switched it so like john said in first john two sixteen, all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life the lust of the eyes okay y'all i messed this up so y'all gonna have to go read this and all of these are king james version First John two sixteen. all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. Lust is strong desire. The scripture says that the only things in the world is craving. That's what first John two sixteen. all it is, is cravings is that's in the world. And I am craving coffee. Help us father. Just like desiring food cannot satisfy cannot satisfy hunger, getting stuck in pornography and sexual immorality is just chasing a pleasure. It's just chasing a desire. It's not ever going to bring us full satisfaction. 
Isaiah 29, 8, it shall even be as when an hungry man dreams and behold, eats, but he wakes up and his soul is empty. I thought that scripture was deep. Man, man. don't that hit deep. Oh, can you imagine eating a good? What, what do you? What's your favorite food? It don't matter. Anything right now? I could be having pizza, French fries, pizza, oh, French cheeseburger, fries. hot can dog. You imagine sleeping, eating, sleeping, eating, eating it, tasting fries. it, feeling it go down, and then you wake up, and sure enough, well, actually, your stomach work. ain't got nothing. That might work for us. I mean, we could eat whatever and then dream about what we actually. Like. <laughs> I suppose, but like. Dreaming about food does not actually satisfy, and it's the same thing. And even worse, God, and sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. Lord, we know you're not looking for an opportunity to kill us off because of our sins. Ezekiel 33, 11, say unto them, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? And the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not wanting any one of us to perish, but wanting all of us to come to repentance. Nor, Lord God, do you trap us in temptation. James 1.13, let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God. God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither does God tempt any man. In fact, 1 Corinthians 10.13, God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for making ways for us to escape and overcome this trap of sin. Lord, please grant this generation access to the ways of escape that we have. Number one, prayer and fasting. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that ye enter not into temptation. And Psalm 34, 6, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. God, you've also given us business or busyness and work. The desire of the slothful killeth him, but his hand for his hands refuse to labor. The desire. Remember, we're talking about pornography and sexual immorality, like it's all just desires, not fulfilling. The desire of the slothful kills him because his hands refuse to labor. The slow, the soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Proverbs 13, 4. And God, you've also given us a way of escape in fellowship with the saints. Hebrews 10, 14. And let us consider one another to provoke one another unto love and to good works. Hebrews 3, 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And James 5, 16, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Father, in the name of Jesus, we know we're not alone in our fight or in being attacked. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. First Peter 5, 9, 5, 8. And also, God, you've given us a way of escape from pornography and sexual immorality and marriage, which, like fellowship, provides us a fighting partner and accountability. Our generation is losing faith in marriage. The world says it's not necessary and has twisted its definition. 
to our left and to our right, we see marriages end in divorce. But Lord, we know marriage is honorable. Hebrews 13, 4. Marriage has saving qualities. First Peter through 3 and 2. Ephesians 5, 25 and 26. Marriage unleashes the Lord's favor. Proverbs 18, 22. Marriage is a joy that God's given us in this life. Ecclesiastes 9 and 9. Marriage is a picture of Christ and the church. Ephesians 5, 25 through 26. And Lord God, you even give grace to those who do not marry. Um, Matthew 19, 12. There are eunuchs who were born thus from their mother's womb. And there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by man. And there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He who is able to accept it, let him accept it. And a eunuch is a person who can't have children for various reasons. Um, or doesn't want to. Or doesn't want to. Basically, Basically it's like a permanently abstinent person. Yeah. Physically like they abstinent. choose to be or are or made. Yeah. They choose to be. They have to be or they make themselves. Um, and Lord, we pray and speak victory over pornography and sexual immorality for these people. We pray victory and we speak victory over the married. We speak victory over the unmarried. We speak victory over the youngest believers who've been attacked. We speak victory over the oldest believers who've been attacked and everybody in between. We speak victory over virgins. We speak victory over non-virgins. We speak victory over the abused. We speak victory over generationally inflicted. We speak victory over the tricked. We speak victory over the Holy Ghost field. We speak victory over those who are seeking the Holy Ghost. We speak victory over those who are seeking victory. And we speak victory over the unsaved. We speak victory over pornography and sexual immorality in the name of Jesus. And we praise the Lord for it. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So lots of scriptures put together to build a case. That's one way y'all might have to come back for a part two on this, but that's one way of praying. And I could tell you guys right now, like I was thinking about, it, I was like, Lord, I don't know if I could do this right here, right now. But I started to feel him on that. We speak victory. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. And it's not like you're putting on a show before the Lord, but he has a lot in his word that he wants us to know mm -hmm. and that he wants us to present back to him and say, God, this is what you said you would do. Go ahead and do it because the Lord is, has so much integrity. He's not going to force his blessings on us. Amen. And go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So we have to give him permission and praying back his word to him and saying, Lord, do it is one way that we open the doors for him to do what he already wants to do. Okay, not good. Okay, yes, go. So I, I also gonna say I really like this because what I guess I didn't understand in the beginning was that you called her the prayer tactic, but now nah, you read the whole thing. It's a battle tactic for certain things, mm -hmm. how to combat certain things that you might be going through in life. So it's more of yep. a uh, uh, how to defeat this enemy. Here's mm -hmm. how you do it. Here's here's the here's the scriptures you need to use. Here's how you pray for through those scriptures and. Um, and that's how you defeat this. That's how you defeat it. That's, that's how you get the victory. That's how you get the victory. Yes, that's how you get the victory. So now I get it. I'm, when I was thinking of tactic, I thought it was more like when you say prayer tactic, I'm thinking like, okay, how do I, what's my different almost styles or requests? No, not requests, more styles. I'm like, uh, I almost want to call it genres of praying. It still might be gotcha, praying. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. It's, 
this praying and that prayer. I didn't think of it as praying to attack a certain thing. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So I like how when you got fence like, oh, this is a this is a battle tactic. Like this job wants to be printed out. And if you want to fight these certain things, these is how you do it. Exactly. And that's why I say you can write it out in advance. I've done like I said, I did one for a prayer against fear. I think I was meaning to do one about marriage at one point. This was because somebody asked me to pray and like, I don't want to get up there and just be spitballing and it <laughs> turned out terribly. But this is something that you can use. A concordance is great because you can like get your key words. Like if you want to do, um, if you want to pray to God for peace, you get a concordance, you find the word peace, peaceful, peaceable, peacemaker, peace. This is an exhaustive one. It's even got the word peacock, which isn't peace, but you get where I'm going. And you can literally go into those verses one by one and look at the context of them and make sure it's something you really want to tell God to open up and do. <laughs> because again, you got to come with one mind. Everything that you say, it's all got to lead to the same thing. You can't say, Lord, bless me with peace. But then you quote in scriptures about how the Lord will reign, will take away the peace of, you know, people and be like, because you say you take away peace, but I need you to give me peace. And be like, well, you need to make up your mind. <laughs> I ain't giving you nothing till you make up your mind. But that's one tactic. Um, and that's really going back to the reciting, reciting the verses kind of a tactic. The second one that I want to get to really quickly, and we'll either do a part two or we'll invite you guys to come join us at our next um, monthly service, which is on the first Sunday at 14 South Ashland. But the second tactic is to use the scripture as a template for prayer. And this one I really like, especially for the book of Psalms, because those chapters kind of some of those chapters, they typically stay with a very uh, pointed general theme. Yes, like you do. can kind of figure out exactly what this chapter is really focusing on. So one, I mentioned um, Psalm 91 and that one's not hard. I don't think it's hard. Where are you going? I'm going this way. To, yeah, this way. Why you look? Oh, you found it. No, okay. Nope. Why you looking? Um, another one of my favorite psalms is right now. I forget the number, but it talks about um, Lord. Um, basically, give me grace in front of my enemies. Let not them be able to basically harm me and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say, Adam's favorite. What I'm really saying is, it, sometimes you'll see that a lot in psalms that there's a lot of things like at this point. He must have been going through war. He talking about Lord, let not the enemy get me every for every, sure, every for sure. Chapter. And you know that actually, as I'm like flipping trying to find the verse, the reason Psalm is such a good book to use as a template for prayer is because the majority of the verses are written to God. Yes. So it's like already a conversation with God. Oh, wait, aren't they all like pretty oh. much all of them are like written to the Lord? Like it's yeah. all conversation, like. Lord, hear me. Lord, this is what I'm saying. Lord, how long are you going to do this? Like everything is already written to God. So if you use this as a template, you kind of can't go wrong mm -hmm. in any way. Um, so there's so many good ones. But you got mm -hmm. Psalm 91, you got Psalm 50, you got Psalm 1 and Psalm 23. And I think. if you have a good Bible, some of them actually tell you like what they are. It's a prayer for guidance and protection. That's the basis of judgment, David's song of confidence, a prayer for help. Um, 
the Lord of the Thunderstorm, a song to the King of Glory, a prayer for the King, splendor and success, the works of the Lord. Like, they're all there. Let me find a short one, you guys, because I know this episode is going on forever. I know. Like, you want a whole chapter? And you know what else? I'll get around to it. But you will find that a lot of gospel and Christian songs are actually based off of Psalms. Like, I was reading Psalm 3, and I was like, hey, Ty Trippett sang that. <laughs> so. Well, do that. That's the Ty Trippett song. Something they can look I, up. They can do that. I think this one is actually Byron Cage. Oh. And it's kind of sad. Well, not really. Okay, so let me give you guys this template really quickly. Really, really quickly, okay? All right, so Psalm 3. I'm going to read it really quick in the King James Version with some... I'm I'm an English English it up for you guys, okay? Um, it's in English. How you English? It's in, in it's in British, ancient English. I'm gonna try to put it in modern American English without mm. really changing it. But it says, and this is Psalm three. It's eight verses. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many there are that rise up against me. Many there are who say of my soul, He's not gonna find any help in God. But you, O oh Lord, you are a shield for me. You're my glory and the lifter up of my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid down and I slept and I awakened again because the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people who have set themselves against me and are surrounding me. Rise up, O oh Lord, save me, God. For you have smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. You've broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs unto the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Selah. This is actually a really good verse. So this is a verse. This is a, this is a passage. Say again. It's a chapter. It's a chapter. It's short. It's a, I'm going to call it a passage. Okay. We're going we gonna to be. It's a passage. <laughs> this is a really good passage. So. David here, he is acknowledging that he's got a problem, but he's also acknowledging that God is big enough to solve it. And so that's really what I'm getting as the whole template of mm -hmm. the verse. Is that kind of what you're getting? Or are you getting something else? No, no, that's that's what I'm getting. Um, I would like to point out that this specific chapter that David wrote was actually when he was Run. fleeing from his own son, Absalom. Yeah. Who had basically taken the kingdom from him and was chasing his father down. For reasons, though, we might get into that another time, but there was reasons. We, yeah, that's how it's annotated. That this is what David wrote when his son was trying to kill him. So yeah, he had a lot to acknowledge. So since the basis of this verse is acknowledging that you've got a really big problem and acknowledging that God is bigger than it, this is a great template for whenever you're facing an issue, whether it's internal or external, that's overwhelming you. Like it's totally overwhelming. It can be anxiety. It can be depression. It could be a breakup. It can be losing a job. It can be not getting into that school you wanted to get into. It can be an illness. It can be an injury, anything. If it feels like it's overwhelming you, you can use this scripture as a template. So maybe it's not a bunch of people who are, you know, enumerated and coming against you. But like, Lord, <laughs> this anxiety feels like it's multiplying and it's overwhelming me. Or this one dumb manager. Keep getting on my Keep last. getting on my last. Like, I don't have enough last nurse. It's overwhelming me. It's just coming up. And then many are they which say of my soul, there's no help for him and God. I, and God, 
the enemy is whispering in my ear that I'm not going to make it through this. My flesh keeps telling me you didn't fast enough. You didn't pray enough. And you're not going to make it through this. Um, the doctors keep telling me the test is coming back. Negative, negative, negative. Many there be which say of my soul, there's no help. Like There are other forces making me feel helpless. It's not just my enemy that's coming against me. But there are literally thoughts and voices telling me God's not going to help me. And then you make the decree. But in spite of this, God, I still declare that you are my shield. You're the one protecting me. You're the one blocking harm from getting to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're my glory. When I'm, you're my glory. You're what I'm proud of. You're what makes me shine. You're what keeps a smile on my face in the middle of what I'm going through. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. Right. Um, I cried unto the Lord with my voice and you heard me, Lord, I'm praying right now. And I believe that you hear every word that I'm saying. I believe that you're able to acknowledge what I'm going through, that you see everything that's happening and you're hearing me out of your holy hill in the name of Jesus. I'm going to sleep in the name of Jesus. I will not lose rest over it. Say it again for the people in the back. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to rest in the middle of what's going on. And I, I believe for me and my wife every night. Tell me about it. Now it works for me. Need to pray this time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys following with me? Using it as a template. You can look at the verse and see what it's saying. And not changing the characters. But the scripture says there's no temptation that comes upon you such as except what's common to everybody. Everyone goes through these things. And so David in his sandals and sword can relate. Somehow, somehow to what we go through, even if it's financially, he was king, he can relate. And so you use it as a template and you reach God because he knows this. He said, David was after my heart. David sinned against him and God was like, I still got you. Not perfectly. Like he lost a child. He was running from his own son. Mind you, like the sword really did not leave his house after that. But it didn't change the testimony that God had of David. And so when we parallel our prayers with the word of God, and it's not just Psalms, I'm just saying Psalms is really easy because it's already written to the Lord, but we can parallel our prayers with the scripture. One that I did recently, I was praying um, for deliverance and enlargement out of the book of Esther mm -hmm. and using just those few verses where it talks about the decree being not reversed, but like they were allowed to fight against their enemies who were going to kill them. Right. And Haman being hanged on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Their deliverance and enlargement coming from somewhere like you can pray parallel with the scriptures. God hears those too. God hears those. I believe that's about 45 minutes of our time. And as much as I know, our spirit got to work out sitting here talking about scriptures. I know for a fact, my tummy will not get any flatter. Oh, got any final words? No, ma'am. Keep your head up again. I heard that, that again. This is well, I, I know it's different. So I'm just saying there's a lot of keep your head up in, in, in the thing. Was it? Yeah, it was. I didn't say that. I know, but it was in the stuff you said. Are you sure? Yeah, it says it right here. Um, uh, Maybe you said it somehow. Hmm. And when I wake up, the Lord is the lifter up of my head. Verse three. Yeah, yeah, there gotcha. Thank you. Call back to the previous episode. Yeah. But go ahead. You you close out. So we're praying for you guys. Yes, we're praying for you. We're 
tactically praying for you. We have little bit by little bit. A little bit we are Pray tactically for your friends. Tactically. With some tactic. Have some purpose to your prayers, you know? Learn to fight, basically. Don't all uh, like you don't have to only have small talk with God. Amen. Amen. If you guys want to learn more about this podcast, the youth ministry, see what's going on, or just send us a message. You can reach out to us on Instagram at no distance podcast, no underscores, no dots, no dashes. You can also find this podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple podcasts. And we are asking you guys to help support us financially via Patreon, Patreon at patreon.com forward slash no distance podcast. Also, just want to say on those YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, like, share, subscribe, help us grow so that we can get some more people hope, get some more people tactics on how to pray, bring people closer to God. Because he's not far from any one of us. Thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you in the next upcoming episode. Bye. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da